This is the Action Network Podcast. But this one is good. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. And welcome to another edition of the Action Network NFL Betting Podcast. I am Chris Raybon, your host, joined by my guy, the Prime Minister of Degenerate Nation, Stucky, and our special guest, Sean Kerner. We're back to preview the AFC with the AFC South and the AFC West. We'll look at each team's win total. Well, first off, what's going on, Stuck? What's going on, Sean? Happy to be back. <laughs> Likewise. Oh, that was that was weak, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I didn't set one of you. It's because I didn't tee one of you guys up. I was being a bad host. I should have uh, teed one of you up. But uh, yeah, let's get right to it because you guys sound you guys sound focused. So we're just going to jump right in right now. <laughs> we're going to jump right into the uh, and of course the Action Network NFL betting podcast sponsored by BetMGM. So we will look at their lines for our win totals and BetMGM has the. Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts. At eight and a half. We'll start with them. Uh, stuck. The Colts are eight and a half with a minus 150 juice toward the over. So it's trending toward nine. This team is a team in in some flux. We don't know exactly what's what's up with Carson Wentz. They have some injuries on the O-line. How are you feeling about this eight and a half win total for Indy? Yeah, they'll have... I mean, a lot of it is Carson Wentz. Now he's hurt, but going into this year, if you were a believer in Wentz being, you know, getting out of Philly and reuniting with Frank Wright, then you would probably want to buy this Colts team that's going to have an excellent offensive line, even though Costanza retired. Um, they went out and got Eric Fisher, but that's a, another topic. Their offensive line is pretty banged up. They have a lot of injuries. Who's going to be ready by week one? Something to keep an eye on, but they have, you know, a good defense solid defense neverfluce i think is a great defensive coordinator run a lot of zone just a very fundamental defense xavier Rhodes fit right in with that zone concept in his in his aging years and i think he'll you know he's got a, a good year or two left as their number one corner but now you know Wentz. i mean if you look at some of the numbers they're ugly uh, it's you can't just say it was all on the philly offensive line and their lack of weapons so i'm not a buyer now he's hurt i mean you might have talk of Sam Ellinger, Jacob Eason starting out the year. So it could be rough for this offense, especially if the offensive line isn't healthy. They are a regression candidate last year, plus 10 in turnovers, five and two in one score games with the easiest schedule in the league. Now they're going to have an easy schedule again this year. That's what happens when you're in your division and you play, you know, the Jags and the Texans four times. So they lost Houston and Autry on the edge. So there could be a drop off there. They're great on the interior, great at linebacker. Um, so the defense is going to be solid, but just it comes down to the quarterback position. And, uh, you know, here's one thing to keep in mind. This thing could really go off the track fast. Number one, they don't have a bye week until week 14. But if you take a look at their schedule, you know, you, you, who knows what's gonna, who's going to be healthy on the offensive line? Who knows who's going to be at quarterback? They start with Seattle. You don't win that game. You then have the Rams coming in. 
Then you're at the Titans. You're at the Dolphins. You're at the Ravens, three straight road games. Then you come back for a free win against Houston before you're on the road against San Fran. So you start 0-5. I mean, this thing can get messy quick, um, especially if you don't have a bye week till week 14. So I think this number is a bit high. It is an easy schedule. A lot of questions. Corner, I mean, especially with their second cornerback as well. It's just a little bit iffy there. So there are some, some holes in the defense they have to address. The offensive line should be good when they get healthy. Um, I think this is a, uh, a team I'm looking to sell, even though I love the staff. I think they're very well coached, but I think this number is, is a bit high. I project them at eight, six ish. I think it's, first of all, I don't think the schedule is actually easy. I think everyone's just looking at the Jags and the Texans as these four free wins, even though the Colts lost the only, their only uh, win for the Jags last year was against the Colts, but Outside of those four teams, I mean, you you kind of hit on the start of it. You got Seattle, the Rams, Tennessee, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Niners, Tennessee again, the Jets. That's an easy one. So you're up five easy ones. Uh, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New England, Arizona, and Vegas, which is probably not the easiest, I, I don't think. So there's really only, you know, those four games in the division and that one Jets game. But I'm, I'm with you. That could this, – this thing could go off the rails early. And it, it could it could go downhill from there. Uh, Sean, what do you think about the, this Colts team? Uh, the, the schedule is still pretty easy. I think, you know, when, once you go in and, you know, look at the power ratings, I, I still have this being the fourth easiest schedule. Yes, they have some tough games on the calendar. But overall, you know, getting to play the Texans twice is huge. Um, but, but that's only know, two wins. That, like you can only get so like, well, I feel like that's it's, over. It's like, it's not really yeah, you just, you just, like you're talking about Seattle, the Rams, the Titans twice, the, the bills, the but there's still, you would like, still the, agree that they're, they're a league average team. Right. And they have nine home games and you just basically said they could have five free wins. That's, and that could be their four. Now, granted they're road division games. They could be tough, but yeah, I have it. I have them. Their schedule is the fourth thesis as well. Okay, I, I, I don't think this is that easy. <laughs> Continue. No, I, <laughs> I get your point, especially early in the season. You don't want them to get off to a slow start. But I think that's that's why I'm kind of buying the dip here is because, you know, th- this win total was uh, around nine and a half, I believe, before the, the Wentz injury. Um, and, you know, I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan, but th- this line really comes down to his week one availability. And he is trending in that direction. I would say right now he's questionable for week one. Um, same thing with Quentin Nelson. I think he's ahead of schedule. So I, I-, I like buying the dip here. I'm on the over um and you know i'm trusting my strength of schedule they, they have the fourth easiest um schedule according to my rating so i i am projecting them you know slightly ahead of the the market right now eight and a half you know a 17 games you know i could very easily see them going nine and eight um and you know they might have to go one game without carson once i don't think that's the end of the world i just think this is a situation by the dip because you know i i was off them when they're at nine and a half wins but you know, get them at eight and a half over minus 150. Count me in. I mean, uh, okay. It, outside of the four division games and the, the Jets at home, I'm, and I'm assuming Vegas, do you have them favored in any other game? You mentioned the Jets, right? At home? Yeah, the Jet, the four Jacksonville and Houston games, the Jets and Vegas at home. Oof. And then what, like, what other games are they, would you have them favored? I mean, if Carson Wentz play, if he plays week one, weren't they minus one and a half against the Seahawks? I mean, they shouldn't be. Maybe they were. This is absurd. This is not an easy schedule. Like Carson Wentz couldn't play football last year. 
Like he literally forgot how to play quarterback. Like I just they'd be fav- I, they'd be favored at home <laughs> against the Titans. I mean they'd be favored at home oh, against the Titans. Come on. Um, I mean they, yeah, like, they like yeah they would they would but they shouldn't be. This is I don't know I'm I'm not buying this at all. I'm I'm in total <laughs> disagreement with you, Sean. This is not an easy schedule, and they could start zero and five. There's no way I'm betting an over on a team like it's that. very possible. I, I and you have if Carson Wentz is ready to go. I mean, new team after his disaster last year, like just getting just back for week one out practicing, and then he's probably not going to have his left tackle. And I mean, Eric Fisher isn't healthy yet. Um, I don't know when. What the update is on when he's supposed to come back, but I don't think he's going to be ready for week one. That could mean Sam Tevy is your blindside tackle. He's probably the worst tackle in the NFL that actually gets run. Um, so there's some pieces that are I'm worried about early on, um, but I don't hate the approach of buying the dip. I, I don't see I don't see nine wins on the schedule, but uh, we got to move on. <laughs> Let's go to the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans win total is uh, nine and a half. And I actually did take some under on this earlier in the season when the Colts weren't a complete uh, wreck that they are now. Uh, now I'm starting to, I'm, I'm not really touching it. I think the Titans uh, will still be a pretty decent team uh, stuck uh, nine and a half, no juice either way. What do you think of the Titans here? Yeah, I, I make this eight, nine. I think the Titans could be in some trouble now it helps again to be in this division if you split with the Colts and you beat the Jags you sweep the Jags Texans and beat the Jets uh, then you got to win four more games to get the 10 it's a easy floor but their non-divisional home games are brutal the Bills the Chiefs the Saints the 49ers and the Dolphins um oh you mean most you know, of the same have, teams that Indianapolis plays with their easy schedule and <laughs> yeah but those but those are those are their non-division home games. Like you don't, they don't literally have any, they don't have the jets at home. Like they go to the jets and the the Jags. Um, You know, there's some things I don't like about this team. You know, they do bring in Julio Jones in, but he's, can he stay healthy? I mean, he's aging and he's, I think when he's in there, he's still one of the best, but I don't know how many games you're going to get out of them. And can Derek Henry keep this carrying this load? There's going to, this is what happens running back. It goes like this. It's like a cornerback. And he had, what, 380 carries last year? Um, I don't know if he can keep that elite level. You have, um, you know, a new offensive coordinator coming in, their ex-tight end coach, replacing Arthur Smith. We'll see if there's any drop-off there. The D was just absolutely atrocious last year. You now have Shane Bowen, who's the official defensive coordinator, although the rumors were that he actually was the defensive coordinator, calling on the plays, but he just wasn't named the defensive coordinator. I don't really know uh, what Vrabel's doing down there. They do add Dupree and Autry to kind of help with some, try to find some pass rush, you know, trying to add Clowney and adding Clowney and Beasley was, was not the way to go. So maybe they can try and get some pressure, but you know, they lost their top three cornerbacks from last year. Plus a Dory Jackson, you know, Janoris Jenkins, solid man corner, but he's 33 Fulton and we haven't really seen him you might need a you know a rookie Farley or Molden to be the third corner so very questionable corner group I still don't think they can get pressure on the quarterback they don't blitz for some reason uh so I I question the scheme and I don't think it's really going to change much they have a defensive coordinator who's coming in and Shane Bone but he 
apparently was the defensive coordinator last year. They hired Jim Schwartz as an advisor. So maybe that helps. Oh yeah. He loves to blitz, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they were seven and three in one possession games last year. One of them was they were down 50 to the Browns and then scored a bunch. So really they were seven and two in one possession games. They were plus 11 in turnovers and they were very healthy all year. So I think that there's some regression coming here, especially if Henry drops off a little bit or, or gets hurt, God forbid, you know, if Julio can't stay healthy, um, I think the defense is going to be awful again. So I think that the, the look here is the under, despite, you know, a fairly easy schedule and an easy division. I think this is a little high. There's a lot that I think can go wrong. I'm, I'm going to stand. I'm going to plant this flag. I, I am not here for this easy schedule because you can only <laughs> win four games. Like I, I get how you project it. Like I have, I'm doing it the same way, but, and it's like, but at the end of the day, that can still only count for four wins. Like those teams that are like inflating the strength of schedule. Cause you look up and down the Titans schedule and like, again, they have the road game against the jets, but it's like Arizona, Seattle, Buffalo, KC, Rams, Saints, Patriots, uh, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins. Like this is not an easy schedule. Uh, yeah, that's the NFL. That's, that's, that's the NFL. That's everybody except yeah. they get to play two of the worst teams four times and the jets. So their, you know, their floor, your, your starting floor is a lot higher than most teams. And, um, you know, they're still a league average. They're right around a league average team. So, you know, they're going to be some games where they're 40%, 40% chance to win. Um, but I still, I'm projecting them at eight, nine. So I see some value in under nine and a half. Don, what are you, what are your feelings on the, uh, the Titans here? Where are they, where do they rank in your strength to schedule? I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, they're the, they're the, I think the third easiest. So ah, you kind of started there. You're like, ah, do I say when, it again? <laughs> I mean, when you highlight, yeah, they have easy wins against the Texans. Those are going to be wins. Um, but when you mention these tough matchups, like at home against Buffalo, what's Buffalo going to be like minus three. I'm you not know, saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, why are we, I just don't think that they like that should be a reason like it shouldn't just play into the equation at all it's like we get it they have some gimmies on the schedule most teams do they just happen to come in their division i just think when you look at the rest of the schedule it's it's not easy it's there's just four games that they could win like i i don't i don't know i just don't think it factors it should factor into the yeah, uh, i think I the market overvalues not, it yeah it's probably not a major factor but i definitely think it's a factor you know the, the strength of schedule but um i take your point uh, I, I'm probably passing on this, but if anything, I lead towards the under. Um, just if you look at last season, just in general with Ryan Tannehill, they, they seem to always outperform expectations. Uh, I had them closer to an 8.9 win team last year, despite winning 11 games. Um, you know, they gained Julio Jones, but they did lose Corey Davis, Johnu Smith, and your boy, Arthur Smith. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they need Julio Jones to stay healthy. This offense will be ridiculous if he does stay healthy. But it's fair to wonder, you know, at 32 years old, is Julio breaking down? Um, if he misses time, it's going to be much easier to double team A.J. Brown, um, stack the box, and potentially slow down Derrick Henry. So I think you're betting on Julio Jones' health. And right now, I don't know if we could do that. He's already banged up in camp. Um, so, you know, things could fall apart uh, for the offense if Julio Jones misses time. Stucky mentioned it. This defense should be, you know, their main weakness still. Um, you know, I think they, they definitely took a gamble of Farley. If he is able to stay healthy and play week one, I think they could bounce back. 
Um, you know, they, they have nowhere to go but up. You know, they finished 30th in DVOA and defense last year. So they could just get league average defense out of them. They, they could go pretty far in the playoffs. Uh, but again, it comes down to health. And I, I don't know if we can count on Julio to play all 17 games. That's why I'm leaning towards the under here. Yeah, I'd like to under, even though you, you mentioned the Bills game. I actually, as I, I'm so high on the Bills with this in our other episode. I actually think the Titans win that Bills game. This is just a, a random prediction. I like going through the schedule to get a feel for yeah. the schedule. I think Bills Bills get revenge at Kansas City. That's my prediction. The next week, they go to Tennessee and lay an egg before the bye week. Um, so, that's a, it's a back-to-back road game after Kansas City. The Bills win that game. You could they could they are they laid an egg at Tennessee last year if I recall, um, but I, I I agree with everything everything you said, Connor. Yeah, the Titans are. I mean, I don't think Julio was done by any means. Last season he caught fifty one oh, yeah, sixty eight passes, yeah, no, career high catch rate, career high yards yeah, yeah, for target. Right? He's, he's not done. Yeah, he's his not, body he's might be straight. done, but he's still. Yeah, I don't even. I don't think his. I think he just. He just. You know. He should, obviously struggle he's struggled with those things at times and it's yeah. but I don't think he's like he doesn't give me that level of concern that like a Jordy Nelson at this age or like Andre Johnson at this age or AJ Green for, for that matter right like, but I, he, I think would you agree he's critical he's critical for this offense to stay together right I mean oh absolutely because you yeah. you lost so many people and with, I know you have Derrick Henry but I think you need more than just AJ Brown or you're especially without Arthur Smith there to like scheme up those play actions and all that like you have to kind of factor in that there's going to be some regression with Tannehill and yeah. that play action game yeah, even John U. Smith is gone they didn't really replace him so yeah yeah even Michael Pruitt is gone you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh no I think I think this, this team has a a high kind of a wider range of outcomes just given the schedule given you know the kind of chances they or players they took gambles on on defense they, could, they have a high ceiling, low floor kind of situation. I think the median is under, uh, but I'm just not as confident in it as I was earlier in the offseason, uh, especially with the, I think, the Colts getting weakened. So um, not, not, not a, just a lean, I think, toward the under for me, but nothing, uh, I'm not loving it for, for the Titans. Let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a minus 120 to the under on a six and a half win total at bed MGM. Uh, Sean, I'll start with you. The Jags, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow. Oh wait, nope, not Tim Tebow, but <laughs> still this is Urban Meyer's tenure started off a little, little head scratching. Uh, if you ask me, how do you feel about this six and a half win total? Yeah, uh, I would lean towards the over here. Um, you know, last year, I guess you could say the Jags were unlucky by going one in five in one score games, but <laughs> yeah. They got lucky because it landed them the first pick and they got a generational talent in Trevor Lawrence. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, I got to stop you there because you just spent this whole podcast, both of you just spent this whole podcast telling me how easy these other team schedules were because the Jags were free wins. And now you're taking the over on the Jags because they have to get seven wins, which means they aren't giving us free wins. I never said anything about the Jags. I said the Texans are free wins. Okay, but that cuts the free wins in half. So then how is the schedule so easy if the Jags are going over their win total? The the Jags are a (laughs) 6.5 win total. That's not really uh, (laughs) – we're not saying they're a playoff team here. Um, It's all relative, right? Somebody's got to lose. 
in this huh? division. Somebody's got to lose games in this division. Yeah, the Texans. <laughs> um, the whole NFL. Is the whole the Texans NFL. are going to lose. <laughs> I yeah. see I'm sorry. No, all good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to piss you off here, but they have the second easiest strength <laughs> oh of schedule. Oh, my God. They can't play themselves. So, um, but you, you mentioned it. I think the only concern here is Urban oh. Meyer. Um, you know, I think it's been an interesting transition in NFL. Um, he's still playing games by even hinting that Trevor Lawrence might not start oh, week one. Yeah, what get out of here about? with that. So, what is that about? Uh, I think he's improving though. He did, you mentioned Tim Tebow, that was a disaster, but he did cut him, so he's moving in the right direction. Um, I was baffled that they took Travis Etienne um, in the first round when they already have James Robinson, um, and then Urban Meyer's talking about using Etienne as the H back, you know, sort of the Percy Harvin role when they already have Lavisca Chenault, who I think would fit that role pretty well so you know he's made some fishy decisions early on um so he may be my only concern really for this team um this season but i I do think that they're due for some positive regression i love trevor lawrence he looked pretty polished um in his first preseason game i think he's nfl ready out of the gate so that's why i'm i'm kind of leaning towards the over here yeah i mean i have him the third easiest schedule um and (laughs) But I mean, just just a weighted average of their. Uh, I know what I'm it doing. is. That's why I'm so upset about um, it because I get it, and it, I don't feel like it's indicative of their true schedule. Like I don't of their true. Like it's just weighting the Texans a lot. Yeah, no, it's just only two games. Um, yes, but but there's such uh, okay. Yeah, there's other things we look at when we look. I look at the schedule, but that's how you have to you have to quantify it with your power ratings. No, um, I get it. I'm so, just saying I have the same ratings. I just don't put much stock into it because you can only win two games against the Texans. Like regardless. Yeah, of but how- it's 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 looking at all the other games too. I mean, if you look at if you look at the Jags, like they're getting you know they play the Bengals. Um, yeah. They get to play you know the Jets. Um, so they're they're playing some other bad teams as well. Um, I think the way to play the Jags, I make them 6.7. So I would lean slightly to the over, but I would buy the upside of Lawrence working out in addition to, you know, we know the Texans, which we're going to get to, are going to stink, right? That's just known. Now the situation with Carson Wentz could go South quickly. We talked about, they could start over five. Who knows what Wentz is going to give you? Is he even going to be healthy? And then you have, you know, the Titans, we know their defense is going to stink. Does Julio stay healthy? Does is there a drop off with Derrick Henry, you know, after 280 carries last year, all of a sudden, you know, this is, becomes the NFC East and you win seven, eight games and you can win the division. Um, so Trevor Lawrence could be the best quarterback in this division next year. Right. Um, if he just it's not that far away from being elite, in my opinion, Andrew Luck won the division in his first year. If he's Andrew Luck, he can do it in this division. Because there's a lot of other questions with Tennessee, with Indianapolis, and we know Houston stinks. I hate that. I hate some of the moves they made on defense. I just wish that they. I, it's not a well-run organization. Um, you know, you got to hope that C.J. Henderson, who had surgery in the off-season, really steps up at corner. Maybe Tyson Campbell, who they draft in the second round, steps up. Because I mean, they brought in Shaq Griffin. Meh. Um, you know, they brought in Rayshon Jenkins. Meh. Um, so I, I just don't like the secondary unless some of these young guys can really step up, but yeah, I win five in games decided by four points or less their Pythagorean win total last year was like 3.7, even though they won one game, their tackles need to get better. Like Robinson and Taylor just have to be better. I kind of like the interior, but they have to be better 
for a rookie quarterback. But the upside is high with Lawrence in a division that things could go sideways quick for a lot of these teams. And, you know, their special teams could be better. Lambeau could be back and Lambeau stay healthy. That will help. Agnew's a good returner. They brought in cooks, a good punter. So, you know, that could maybe win them a game or two, which could swing this division. Everything goes right. Eight wins could win this division. The one thing I also really like is to keep in mind, you know, it's brand new, brand new coach, brand, you know, rookie quarterback, a lot of questions, you know, young corners. If it started out bad, right. It could go South quick with this team but they have six winnable games to start. Like you're telling me that if everything, you know, Trevor Lawrence is great. They start at Houston. They got Denver at home, you know, Arizona at home at Cincy home against Tennessee. And then Miami in London, it's the Jacksonville second home. Like there's a world where they start five and one or six and oh, now obviously it's not a realistic world, but it could happen. So I think that there's some value. I think, what are they seven to one? to win the division um, taking a shot here because there are major questions with the two other co-favorites and we know Houston stinks. Yeah. This is another one that I was on the under. I just, I don't, it's just historically speaking, there's just not a lot of precedent for a team that did that was that bad last year uh, to rebound. Like they will regress, but the average like regression for a one in 15 team is about three more wins the next year. Um, a little over three so it's not like it's major and they still were a 3.7 Pythagorean win team but I do like the opportunity for them in the division I think that is a smarter bet I don't like I don't have as much confidence in them winning seven games I I, I just think Urban Meyer kind of puts it the other way for me in a se- similar sense to like Cincinnati with Zach Taylor where it's like we just have nothing to hang our hats on it's like the way everything that Urban Meyer's done like this team is just shaping up to me is like, it, it's not going to be a smart team. So I'm like, they still have to kind of, things have to go right. And they have to take advantage of, of, of you know, of Lawrence and, and everything to maximize this, t- the potential in year one. And this, this coach is over here talking about that, you know, he's going to battle Gardner Minshew, like the guy who they essentially went one and 15 in, in, in the process benching uh, along the way to put him in position for Lawrence. The, the Tim Tebow thing was silly. And it just worries me that if he's making these decisions that we can see outwardly, you know, what else from a game plan perspective, you know, things that we don't aren't necessarily privy to, but that may be operating less than optimally, especially because we know, you know, it's not an easy transition going, you know, coming from college to the pros, there's a different mentality. I I just worry about this team. Uh, I just don't have any confidence in this team. Like they're going to have to prove it to me. So uh, no way I'm betting the over on this team, but I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you taking a shot on the division because I do think the, the division itself is just, it could just be so bad, but I don't, I don't see really much value on betting on like a median of, of seven wins. I think just take the long shot for them to win the division. They may win it like seven and 10 or something if things go crazy. So uh, that, that's what I would do with the Jags. This is Action Network podcast producer, Matt Mitchell. Here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. 
BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts. Plus, they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Houston Texans. They have a win total of, I mean, it's barely there. This is why everyone's saying all these other teams have an easy schedule because the Texans win total of just three and a half uh, stuck. The over is juiced to minus 140. Would you play the Texans to get to four wins? They got they got four last year, uh, but that was with Deshaun Watson. It doesn't look like he's going to. Yeah, and they should. Yeah, they should have won six last year, so they got a bit unlucky. But uh, I'm not spending much time on this team. This team's terrible. Uh, I projected this four. The win total is basically four. Uh, I'm assuming Watson isn't going to play. I hate everything about. I hate all their hires. I hate the front office. I hate the roster. I mean, what Lovey Smith's going to come in and run four three basic cover two? They're going to get no pressure. They're going to get shredded. They don't have any corners. Um, they have nothing. Um, this team is a, a dumpster fire. It's one of the worst teams we've seen um in the afc potentially in a while and we've seen some bad ones so i that's it i mean i project them at four their strength of schedule if you're curious Revan is uh 12th um so they can't play themselves um i have them at 12th uh but i got uh, that's it i have a projective at four i think they're going to be terrible and uh i have want no interest in, in the texans but if you had a bet you you'd go over right like you can't would you go under on a three and a half in a 17 game schedule? No, right? No, but I mean, I project them at four. The ju- it's either juice three and a half or like four even money. So like I'm sp- I'm 4.1 is my projection. It's, and I'm assuming Watson isn't going to play a down for them. Um, and I hate their staff too. And I mean, I was shocked it was at 4.1, but that's how low I am on them. I mean, I think it just speaks to the fact that it's still the NFL. There's still a lot of, you know, uncertainty and, and regression to the mean in these projections period. And it's just, you know, it's it's a, a a three win team, a three and what would that be? Three and fourteen. That's just a lot of things have to go wrong, even for a bad team to go three and fourteen. So, I I don't recommend betting the under on a win total this low. Uh, Sean, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's tough taking under three and a half. Um, I, I'm projecting them at three point eight right now. Uh, there, there's really nothing optimistic I can say about them. They benefited last year from the seventh best injury luck. Um, you mentioned it, you know, they only won four games last year with Deshaun Watson. So how are they going to win four without him? We're also entering the post JJ Watt era for this Texans team. Um, there's nothing to like. Um, and Tyrod Taylor is not really the quarterback that's going to thrive with negative game scripts. Um, they're in trouble. Um, and I could see them, if anything, tanking, uh, throwing Davis Mills out there. Apparently he's looked like shit. Um, just, you know, throw games and try to get Spencer Rattler with the first p- overall pick next year is more likely um, than them winning four games, but it's so hard betting <laughs> under three and a half, especially with a 17 game schedule. Cause it's the NFL, anything can happen. But like Stucky said, this is one of the worst teams we've seen on paper in a while. 
what's what's really amazing to me about this team is that you know passing efficiency correlates very strongly to winning and last season Deshaun Watson averaged 8.9 yards per pass attempt and this team went four and 12 like that just boggles my mind and it speaks to just how bare the the roster is and I mean they had Will Fuller last year playing out of his mind until he went down I mean this is I struggle to see how they're going to win four games but you can't bet the under three and a half. You can't bet on it's just that's just way too far outside the, you know, the 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 the, the reasonable range of expectations. If you're making a bet like this, I think you lose it more than you win it because all you need is a couple of lucky breaks. You know, maybe a team gets injury ravaged and, and kind of gets just as bad, and, and they play them, and you know, it's it's just it's just tough to go three and fourteen. So I wouldn't bet under. Don't really have any interest in betting over. Uh, this is yeah. It's we could just move on from this Texas team. Let's just go <laughs> R- to rookie the- quarterback in ja- in the the Jags. We so we talked about the problems the Titans could have with their defense. The problems with the Colts could have their quarterback, and this Texas team is thirty to one to win the division. <laughs> yeah. Thirty to one to win the division. I would not touch that. Hey, no, maybe maybe Deshaun not. gets the Chargers dropped or something, and then he gets <laughs> a good vet, man. Uh, no, nah, it's ish. I mean. Hey, there's nothing to say about this Texans team. I, I really have. I'm at a loss for words. The Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid, 8-0. 8-0 now toward the over on the on the win totals. And he, I think he was 9-4-1 with the Eagles. So that makes him 17-4-1 over on the preseason win totals. Uh, Sean, is Andy Reid going to take his first L on a, on a win total this year? The Chiefs are at 12 and a half. Uh, at BetMGM. Yeah, you know, th- this is a team that I'm leaning towards the under, but I'm not going to bet against Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes, especially after their embarrassing Super Bowl loss. You know, Patrick Mahomes should be extra motivated this year. He's already saying that he wants to go 21-0. I'm not betting against that. But if you look at the, the second half of last season, this team wasn't um, that dominant. You know, they went 7-1 in their five, final eight games last season, uh, but they were the first team in NFL history to win six games by six points or fewer last year um so you know they went eight and one in one score games um so this isn't the the dominant team that we think of the chiefs i I think they did get a little bit lucky granted they're going to be a lot better this year the the offensive line should be improved um but this is a team where you know my projections lean towards the under but i just can't i can't bring myself to bet against patrick holmes or andy reed yeah the over is juiced up to plus 120 so uh, I, th- I think you got to go over. I'm, I would never bet. If the Chiefs are like an automatic over bet for me, and you you said it, they're going to be better this year. I, I think a lot of what that second half kind of swoon was had to do with the offensive line, and we saw the play out in the Super Bowl as well. They just, you know, they didn't have that same ceiling, and they had a lower floor with the O-line playing as, as bad as it did. I think that's going to be better this year. You still have Mahomes. You have a motivated Mahomes. I mean, Stuck, I, talk me out of betting the over on this ridiculously high win total. I mean, I make it 11-5, so I, I, I'm probably going to end up betting the under. I don't know. I mean, there's some things to – look, I mean, look, the Chiefs, they're going to have a really bad defense. We know that, and they're going to have a really good offense. Mahomes is going to win games. I mean, there's not much more to break down more than that. But they could have three – they could have three starting rookie offensive linemen. So I know that they brought in, they, you know, they shored up the left side, but they, as of right now, they're projected to start 
Humphrey, Smith, and Yang. Those are three rookies on the offensive line. So everyone is just saying everything's going to go smoothly. Um, and they have some other injuries, so I might not play out. But that's as of right now, their projected starting lineup. It's, you know, the, it's Mahomes. The offense is still going to be great no matter what. Um, the defense is going to be even worse. I mean, this is a team that's just – it's going to get shredded in the run. I mean, they're the first team in NFL history that finished the 25th or worse in run day three straight years. Um, and they lose all of their best run stoppers. They lost their two best run stopping defensive linemen. They lost Wilson, who was their only good run stopping linebacker. Um, they're, they're, they're going to get shredded again and they're going to be even worse, but they're, you know, they have a good secondary. They're well coached. They force turnovers. They put a lot of pressure on you. A lot of quarterbacks will force throws. Um, but you know, they, they went nine and one in one possession games last year. Their Pythagorean wins were 10.7 and they won 14 games. They do get nine home games. Um, but it's the special teams were really bad last year too, which was really surprising. Yeah. For the first time in a while. Yeah, first time. So we'll see if Bucker can actually make a thirty-yard field goal. That would help. <laughs> he missed. But, did he miss yeah, like I mean, two I, extra points in the pre in the preseason? Yeah, he missed game? a bunch of extra points. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's in his head. If he kicks, he should take. They should take penalties and let him kick fifty-five yarders. But yeah, I mean, I make an eleven-five. Um, they're going to need Willie Gay and Nick Bolton, who are really young, to step up at linebacker. I think, but they're they're going to give up points. They're going to score a bunch of points, and um, they're going to win a bunch of games. I just make it eleven-five. I'm curious to see how the um, rookie offensive linemen do. I think people are just assuming they're going to be great right away. Um, but even when Mahomes has a bad offensive line, unless he runs into, you know, a, a, when Tampa had a great game plan with their defensive line, he's going to be fine. Um, and their defense is, you know, they're going to use a ton of dime. They're going to blitz a shit ton um, and cause turnovers and get a couple key stops and win games. I I don't know if I'll pull the trigger because like you guys, I don't want to bet against Mahomes, but I do see value in the number. Who do you guys have uh, number one in your power ratings, Chiefs or Bucks? I personally have the Bucks by yeah. a couple uh, tenths, and mainly it's just—I mean, they're—it's they're. We know. I mean, we're going to talk about the NFC, but I know what I have with them. I think the Chiefs' defense gets even worse, and then I, I want to see how these three offensive linemen, these three rookie offensive linemen, perform. It might not be two. It might be three. Um, but it's very close. It's basically yeah. a toss-up. Yeah, I think the Bucks just – they're just so – the projection is pretty confident because they're basically returning the same team that won that Super Bowl. We had a 20-game sample of them last year because they played the three – the four playoff games. So, yeah, I, I, I like the I like the Bucks to start the year. I could – the Chiefs – oh, it would take a couple of weeks. It could flip-flop. But, uh, yeah, Bucks for me as well. Is that what you have too, Connor? Yeah, I have them basically tied. That's why I was curious if you guys had any one ahead of the other, but my, mine are even. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair. I mean, given especially given what happened in the Super Bowl. I know it's different year, different teams, but uh, still, I, I think it's fair for the Bucks to get a slight edge uh, heading into week one. Let's go to the Los Angeles Chargers, BetMGM. Los Angeles Chargers. Has their win total nine and a half with the under at minus 120 stuck justin herbert year two no anthony lynn uh what do you think about the charges i mean getting rid of anthony lynn is is massive um in a lot of these close games and just uh, time time management clock manager how this organization is going to be run uh from a game management perspective i think is huge the offensive line the Chargers are going to have an offensive line i mean you bring in Corey lindsley that's a huge upgrade at center um it's going to be a huge help 
uh, to Justin Herbert. You bring in, you know, Filer to play right guard next to Balaga. You drafted Rayshon Slater to left tackle. I mean, there's an actual offensive line. I can't remember the last time I said that. So the offensive line is going to be much better. Um, you bring in Jared Cook to replace Hunter Henry. You have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams still there with Eckler. So the offense should be great. The problem is I, how much better can it be after what we saw last year? And does Herbert have a, a drop off? Um, everything I saw, no, but we'll see. I don't know how much better it can get. Um, you know, the defense, I think, might struggle. They lost Hayward and Ingram, Jenkins and Perryman. You're going to need some rookies to step up. Rump at the end or Samuel at corner. You do get Derwin James back and Tranquil at linebacker, but you lost a lot, and this is a completely different scheme. One, 180. Um, you know, Staley's going to run your too high safety. He's going to use a lot of cover six. Um, just a completely different scheme than with Gus Bradley run. I mean, there's, I can't think of two different schemes. Um, so we'll, we'll, I'm not sure. Will Staley try to adjust? That's a big question. But the defensive line is really suspect with, you know, Tillery and Jones and an aging Joseph. So can, can they, he really do what he did with the Rams? I, I don't know if the roster doesn't really fit here. Um, so, you know, the defense might struggle that this team's going to be in a lot of shootouts. Um, mm-hmm. And, but I make them 9.2 and we'll see if, you know, it just, there's some little things that they can do with, clock management, the offensive line now, just get the special teams to just be competent. Um, they're all, they always have the worst special teams and the worst offensive line. They got the offensive line down. They assume they have the clock management will get better. Now just work, practice special teams. Like just go practice some punts or something. Um, that could help. Uh, so I think it's in, you know trending in the right direction, but I do have a lot of questions about this defense, how it's going to work in year one. It's a complex defense understanding doesn't really fit. And they lost a lot on that side of the ball, but the offense should, should cook. Yeah. That was my first thought when I started looking at the chargers and, and how they look this year, you know, under the new staff compared to last year, I know they got Staley coming over, you know, good defensive mind, but I just thought this team is going to be in a lot of shootouts. I just, I think they lost a lot on defense. There's a scheme switch. I don't, I don't think it's just going to be magically fixed. So this is a very average team for me. Uh, tough for me to call them a winning team and bet them to to, uh, to win 10 games. But what do you think, Sean? Yeah, so I took this uh, when it was nine. I took the over minus 110. Um, you know, a lot of the value is gone now that it's nine and a half. The over is even money. Um, I'd probably still lean towards the over. I, I do believe in this team. Stucky mentioned Anthony Lynn. I can't tell you how much money I've lost <laughs> the past few seasons where they should have won the game, but, you know, due to various – uh, in-game decisions they lost. Uh, so I think Brandon Staley, uh, he'll be more analytical and make make the right calls. So, you know, I expect positive regression there. Um, they had the sixth worst injury luck last year. Stucky mentioned it. This defense is really weak behind Derwin James um, and Joey Bosa. They need both of them to stay healthy. If they can both stay healthy, uh, I like them a lot this year. Um, and then 30, they were 32nd in special teams DVOA. Uh, hopefully new coaching will help that. Um, usually those regress towards the mean. Um, but, you know, when it comes to some of the offseason moves, love what they did with offensive line. I think they're going to be a lot better there. Um, even the, despite the fact they lost Hunter Henry, I think Jared Cook is a good short-term replacement until they figure out, you know, more of a long-term solution there. Um, and then even rookie Josh Palmer, 
uh, I think is sneaky. Um, they, they've really struggled to find like a quality third wide receiver in this offense. I think Josh Palmer could be that guy. Um, so I like a lot of the moves they've, they've done, um, uh, you know, despite a lot of the value being gone, I, I still like them over nine and a half at even money. I think I, I still go the other way. I mean, this to me, it just reminds me a lot of like the Falcons over this past few years where like it's a good offense defense is probably going to be shaky but then you factor in they have to play the Chiefs twice it's I, I see and like I don't like the early season schedule either I, I think it, it's the, the slate eases up but you start at Washington Dallas at KC uh, Vegas Cleveland at Baltimore like you could be staring a one in five in, in the face if you don't if you if things don't acclimate as quick quickly as possible so yeah it's, it's probably still an under for me I thought it would be closer to eight and a half then I could see it, but I, I just, I, I could see them being like a nine and eight team. Like I have, that's what I, you know, would lean towards, but a 10 and seven, that's like a legit good team. I just, I don't know if they're there yet. I think they may still be a year uh, away. Broncos are eight and a half. Denver Broncos. To the win total at BetMGM with the over juice slightly to minus 115. Well, hopefully you listen to our podcast you and I did in May when the only my only win total that I bet was Broncos over seven. Um, so that number has been beat to shit. But I, I still make this, I still project the Broncos 9.2. Um, I am super high on the Broncos. Maybe Drew Locke, I mean, there's nothing you can look at to say Drew Locke is going to be good. Um, maybe he has a year three breakout, but Teddy at least gives them a, a good floor. Um, which I think is important and something to fall back on because the rest of the roster is completely loaded. You know, you get Sutton back at receiver to go with Fant, Judy, and Hamler. I think that, you know, Munchak with that offensive line, you're going to see a big jump. You know, Bowles figured out at left tackle. You know, Cushenberry was mm-hmm. a rookie center last year. I think he'll have a jump at interior on the rise. Right tackle is still a little bit of a question, um, but I think the offensive line is going to be better. The weapons are there. And the defense, I think, has the potential to be the best defense in the NFL, they upgraded their corners. They have arguably the best safety duo in the NFL. You get Chubb and Miller back to come off the edge. And, you know, Malik Reed showed that he can play too last year. They had so many injuries on defense last year. It's going to pay off this year that the depth on that defense is, is massive. Um, you know, so they're going to play a lot more dime. I think, um, you know, you add certain in there, you add Darby, they're, you know, you have a guy who was starting at corners, probably their sixth corner now last year. Um, so I think that really upgraded the cornerback room. Fangio is basically recreating Chicago's defense, the elite defense that he had. This is, and, and getting Fuller's huge. Fuller's going to thrive in his scheme. But this is the 2018, potentially the 2018 Bears. The year before with Mitch Bortles, they went 5-11. and 11. In 2018, they went 12-4. and four. Who were the AP All Pros? Fuller, who's now on the Broncos, Khalil Mack, who could be Von Miller, um, and then Eddie Jackson, who could be Justin Simmons. And they just did it with their defense, uh, obviously a below-average quarterback. Or you know, Teddy's in there just kind of managing the offense. We know he can win. We know he can cover. So I love the defense. I just love the depth that they built. You know, getting you know Purcell back from injury. That's so many injuries last year. It was still a decent. Bad injury luck last year. I think they're due for some regression. They led the NFL in drop rate. Um, so there's a lot of things that can get better. 
Um, I wish they didn't cut Duffy. Gonna get a punter shout out from Kentucky. Their punting is so bad. I don't know why they cut him. Um, but the schedule gets much easier this year. You get Kansas City at home to close out the year. They'd be playing for nothing. Um, so that could be a win that would have been a loss earlier in the season. Um, nine home games, fairly manageable schedule. I love this Broncos team. I love the over seven. I still show some value in over eight and a half. Um, I think this is a wild card team. Yeah, I mean, this it it, it looks like they could start three and zero. They play at the Giants, at Jacksonville, uh, and then the Jets in the first three weeks. So uh, it could it could start off really well. And I, I think this like this defense is just spectacular. Um, Sean, where are you uh, on the Denver Broncos? Eight and a half is the win total. I, I'm in line with the eight and a half uh, win total. Nicely done, Stucky, getting it at seven though. Um, I, I think this team does have a high floor, considering you know they could start the season off with Drew Locke just to see if he, he pans out this year. I think he brings a higher ceiling to the offense. But if he doesn't work out, you know, they have Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, to be there. And he, he could be a better quarterback um, for the, the style of play they want to, you know, implement with a really solid defense. Um, Stucky mentioned it, but they really had brutal injury luck last year. They had the seventh worst injury luck. Getting um, Von Miller back after missing the 2020 season is massive. Um, but, you know, it was interesting to see them take Patrick Sertain in the draft. You know, he should be a – quality cornerback but you know Justin Fields is there I would have loved to have seen them uh take a not even a chance uh hit a home run with Justin Fields there because you know without a solid quarterback you know your ceilings capped a bit so I haven't projected eight and a half but I would have loved to see uh Justin Fields on this team yeah I think it's really hard not to like the Broncos the only thing that worries me is like okay the two weaknesses that you can point out are the quarterback position and then if Cushenberry doesn't take a step forward or you know if we're if we're over projecting if we just kind of take him at what he's been so far then their two weakest areas are quarterback and center and it's like well that's probably still enough given the schedule so yeah I I really can't argue against it too much but I agree Stucky you got a great number at seven I think that was that was the play uh, it, it, it worries me now to better a winning team with Drew Locke or Teddy, you know, regardless, you know, just because those guys I think are still lower tier starters, but uh, it, it's there for the taking with Denver and they, they could be like this year's like a, like, 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 yeah, like that Washington, I mean that uh, Chicago team or like a Washington from last year, uh, just given his defense, like it's going to be so good. So and certain is going to help that. So it's another reason why I have, it, tough for me to bet like the chargers over. Cause I think, you know, the Broncos are a team like that. Th- those aren't gimmies against the, 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 uh, the Broncos that the chargers are going to have to play uh, this year. And then they also got the chiefs. So uh, it's a tough schedule for, for them, but I, I do like the Broncos, uh, what they have on paper. Let's wrap it up with the. That's, that's Los- why I need them to have a punter though. If they, if they want to win like you know, <laughs> right. the Ravens team, they're going to have to punt it a lot and let their defense. They, I think Sam Martin is still their punter. He was awful. Um, I hope they, get someone else to punt but i'll 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 digress go ahead all right yeah let's finish up with vegas though uh vegas las vegas raiders pretty much year in year out has one of the worst defenses in the nfl uh their win total is the worst in the division at seven and a half uh stuck what do you think of the vegas raiders the unders used to minus 145 so it's closer to seven is, is the real true implied win total 
I make this 7.2. Um, I do have them with the third hardest schedule in the NFL. I like that they brought in Gus Bradley, um, but they did a defensive scheme change. Um, you know, and it's just they're it's just a, a middling organization, right? I mean, they're going to, they're going to, you know, Derek Carr, I like, he's going to do some nice things. They're probably going to win, you know, seven or eight games. Um, they added Casey Hayward. He's 31. They never can get to the quarterback on defense. It's been a huge problem. They need to scheme that more. They bring in Ngakwe, um, you know, can he get to the quarterback? He's uh, and help in that department. That would really go a long way. In helping their defense, but it's just a bad tackling team, a bad secondary. Um, hopefully Bradley can get it turned around. Um, the defense just needs to find a way to force turnovers, get sacks, just get some key stops. Maybe the, and the one thing I'm worried about with the offense is their offensive line is just not going to be as good. You lost Gabe Jackson, you mm-hmm. lost Brown. You do have Ignanito coming back, but um, you could see some, a step back in the offensive line, which has been a strength. Um you know, you lost Rodney Hudson as well at center. So you're going to be relying on some new pieces and some pieces that aren't as talented. Um, so, you know, and you're going to need more to play a rookie safety, probably to play that important center field in Bradley's defense. So uh, the defense is still going to be bad, even though I like the scheme changes and uh, you know, they'll probably finish right around where their win total is. I project them 7.2 um, right where it is. And uh, it's just a week to week betting team for me in certain spots nothing from a win total perspective nothing from the future they're kind of they are who they are john uh, what do you what are you thinking on on the vegas raiders i, I like the under here i'm projecting him closer to like 6.7 wins um you know they, they took a wrecking ball to this offensive line they're they're rebuilding that um and then they overpaid for Kenyon drake to i don't know back up or split carries with josh jacobs that was a really weird signing uh, but they did, they add some pieces of this defense. Um, you know, Ngakwe is going to be a, a good addition. Hayward, Quentin Jefferson, Trayvon Merrick was a great pick, I thought. Um, so this defense could get better, but I just don't think it's going to be enough um, to overcome the, the third toughest schedule. Um, and they also lost Nelson Aguilar. So they're going to need Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, one of them, to step up. Um, I, I just don't know if they're there quite yet. Um, so I think this team's taking a step back. So that's why I do like them under here. It's a, it's a brutal division. Um, so I, I, they're my favorite bet of this uh, conference uh, is the under here. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement. I think when you look at Denver, they're going to be strong, or at least a team that can beat the Raiders. I think the Chargers are a team that, given their offensive firepower, uh, are going to be able to beat the Raiders. And then I think what's going a little bit under-talked about is if we think the offensive line isn't going to be as good, how does that impact Derek Carr? Because he's been playing low-key out of his mind the last couple of years in terms of the efficiency. I mean, 7.9 yards per attempt in 2019, 7.9 last year with 27 touchdowns, just nine picks. If the O-line isn't good, I mean, Carr really was uncharacteristically fairly aggressive last year. He going deep more than he had been in the past. That's how Nelson Aguilar had that, that big season. Aguilar's gone. The O-line's not as good. I know they added a whole bunch of guys, and I think Henry Ruggs takes a step forward, but still, if this O-line isn't up to snuff the way it's been, I could see it's kind of like the Mayfield thing where it's like you just you don't know how Derek Carr is going to respond and if he can replicate what he's been doing, and, and that's just 
you know, after factoring in all the, the other things like that you mentioned, Sean, like the schedule and, you know, just taking a step back pretty much across the board. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like in the under for this one too. It's hard for me to find a, uh, an under that I like more than, than the Raiders out of these two divisions we just talked about. All right. So we're going to wrap it up with the Action Network NFL betting podcast presented by BetMGM with a recap of your favorite over and favorite under for the AFC South and AFC West. I would say my favorite over is the um, LA Chargers over nine and a half at even money. Um, I think this head coaching change is going to send this organization in the right direction. I've lost a ton of money on Anthony Lynn making boneheaded calls late in the game. I think Brandon Staley will clean that up. He should improve this defense. That might not be great on paper. Um, He should get the most out of them. And I think we'll see our first healthy season from Derwin James in a few seasons. So um, love the over here. And then, you know, the, the, Las Vegas Raiders, um, I'm all over the under here, under seven and a half wins. Um, this team took a wrecking ball to the offensive line this offseason, and then they overspent um, to get Kenyon Drake to back up Josh Jacobs. Really bizarre moves. Um, this this organization is heading in the wrong direction. Um, I do like some of the moves they made on defense, but overall, they're not. it's not enough to overcome the third toughest schedule. So give me the under. Sean hit the AFC West. I'm going to go to the AFC South for both of mine. I like the Tennessee Titans under nine and a half wins. And I'm also taking a shot on the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the division at a price around seven to one. There are a lot of things. We'll start with the Jaguars. There's a lot of things that could go wrong in this division. We know the Texans are terrible. The Colts have major questions at quarterback. It could go very wrong with Wentz if he even is healthy. And we know Tennessee's defense is very questionable. Can Derrick Henry maintain what he's been doing after all the carries, almost 380 carries last year? Can Julio Jones stay healthy? If he doesn't, I think this offense is in trouble. I don't think the defense is going to have any real improvement. So all of a sudden, this becomes a wide-open division if things go wrong with the Titans and the Colts. And who knows? Trevor Lawrence, I love him. If he comes in, nice, easy start to the schedule, six winnable games, this could be turn into the NFC East where eight or nine wins, wins the division. And, you know, you have a rookie quarterback that wins the division. We saw it with Andrew Luck. In regards to Tennessee, I make this number, you know, closer to 8-7, Defense is going to be terrible. I don't think that Henry, you know, there's going to be a drop-off at one point. And I know Julio, when he's in there, has still been productive, but I'm not sure that he can last all 17 games. You lose Davis, you lose Jonu Smith. Uh, so I think there's some regression coming for this Tennessee team that got very fortunate in close games last year. I just think this number is a bit high for a team that should be in a lot of shootouts. So let me take a shot on the Jags to win what could be a wide open division with each of the other teams having major question marks. And I'm going to go under on Tennessee. I'm going to go over on the Kansas city chiefs. I think that's still an automatic bet for me. I do think the O-line despite having some young guys will still be better than it was. Uh, last season down the stretch, uh, Patrick Mahomes is 38 and six. Andy Reid's eight and zero toward the over uh, with his Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think he, they keep the streak going. And then for the under, I'm going with the Raiders as well. I just question how well Derek Carr can continue to be um, outlyingly efficient compared to earlier in his career. Now that they 
switched up the offensive line and almost certainly downgraded it and just haven't seen enough out of that defense. They make changes all the time, but I uh, don't really see enough to think they're not still going to be uh, a below average to, to one of the league worst in that category. And then you're playing a division where not only do you have the Chiefs, but the Broncos are better than you and the Chargers are better than you. So Raiders under seven and a half for me, Chiefs over 12 and a half. That is going to wrap it up for the second of our AFC win total episodes for the Action Network NFL betting podcast presented by BetMGM. You can find Sean Kerner on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find Stucky at Stucky2. You can find me at Chris Raybon. Be sure to also download the award-winning Action Network app and follow us at those same handles and check out actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content. Uh, we'll be back with the NFC win total episodes. Until then, let's get this shmoink.